as we continue the lesson on uh, the righteous live by faith. The righteous live by, should live, uh, lives by faith. Now, we stopped off and remember the theme of this year is that we're talking about awake, awakening to righteousness. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about getting you to, to rouse your understanding to a new way of thinking, to a new way of living. So that's what the word righteousness means. So we're putting major emphasis on the remaining of 2023 to September of 2024 on righteousness. So everything that we're going to be teaching on is, is based on we're looking at the word righteousness. And what it is is that that righteousness is what God's approval, what God demand, and what it, <clears throat> which is ultimately through Christ Jesus. He's the one that met the stead or met the requirement of all judgment and sin that came against us. He's the one that has given us this place that we have in Christ Jesus, our right standing. Amen. And so we are partakers of that. And so because we are partakers of that, we all need to be reminded that if we don't walk in this righteousness in a radical way, then you won't see the power of God activated in your life. You you, you follow what I'm saying? I mean, it's like saying that you're healed by the stripes of Jesus. Did y'all know every time you sneeze, your heart stops. Yeah, that really yeah, yeah. Your heart stops. That's a miracle when you can breathe again. Yeah, praise God. But anyway, looking at this righteousness that, that we have that is in Christ Jesus, we started out in Romans chapter one. I want to just go back and just look at verse twenty-one just again to look to show you that uh, four different things that happens. Uh, that, you know, a person that happened to a person when they walk away from God. They walk away from God. And verse 21, put it up, there it is, Case. It said, because when they knew God, number one, they did what? What did they not, what did they not do? They glorified him what? Not, notice this, as God. So when you think about that, think about that for a moment that you can glorify Something else, someone else, uh, whatever. It said when they knew God. So that means because God had put in each of us, as I said in the beginning of this lesson, an intrusive knowledge of knowing him. So no human is created without knowing God. And And how has God made himself known? Through his creation. Every day you wake up. Every, you know, you look outside. I mean, I have to go outside early every morning to take my dog out. When I take my dog out, I look at the moon. The moon has this aluminum, uh, what do you call this, LED looking light, the way it shines. And the beauty of it. It's not even a full moon. But you look up there and you see the faithfulness, the consistency of, of what God spoke in the beginning of creation. It came forth from God. You see the stars that's out there every night. They're, they're out there. What's happening? Because God put them in the atmosphere by saying. 
everyone knows that there is a God. Now, you may have grown to the place that whereas because of circumstances, because of situation, things shifted and changed in your life, that you became so hardened that you forgot. And this is why, this is what happened. They said when they knew God, number one, they glorified him not as God. Put this up for a moment. Uh, Psalm 69, uh, I think verse 30, 69, 30. Uh, notice this. <clears throat> One of the verses of scriptures of showing us to be thankful, uh, how another word for the word uh, uh, glorify is to magnify. Notice David said, I will praise the name of God with a song. And I will magnify him with what? Thanksgiving. That's another, <clears throat> can I go back to uh, Romans one twenty one. The second reason of unbelief that a person's heart become hardened through uh, uh, unbelief is not being thankful or because they didn't magnify God. Notice this. The first thing was what? They glorified him not as God. Number two, neither were they thankful. When you say neither were they thankful, that means you have to on purpose. To be thankful, does, it does not come automatically. You have to on purpose, think of being thankful. On the purpose, you have to think of being thankful. You have to look in your life every day you wake up and, and realize, I can feel. I got feelings in my body, in my legs. I can walk. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm alive. Sometimes we don't look at that as a gift. We just think that it's automatic. You just wake up and you're supposed to just boom. There are some people tonight that got off from work and went home, didn't make it the rest of the evening. Are y'all getting this? So while you have breath in your body, you and I on the purpose needs to develop, you know, a memory. A thankful heart is one that memorizes the goodness of God. Because it's not automatic. You gonna, you, the enemy will see to it, which is the third uh, causes of a heart being hardened with unbelief, is that you become vain in your imagination. And the reason you become vain in your imagination, number one, first of all, because you stopped glorifying God when you knew him. See the first one? Because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Hmm? Remember the rich young ruler? Good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? The word inherit, eternal life means the Zoe God kind of life. In other words, he didn't even look at Jesus as God. He looked at Jesus as someone below him. Are you following me? That's what he did. He looked at Jesus as someone below him. Good master, what must I do? And Jesus told him what he must do. Honor your father, your mother, defraud not, and etc. He said, all of these things have I done from what? My youth up. 
you find that in Mark 10, uh, 19 to 21. I did all these things from my youth, right? And Jesus said in one account, I think it's Matthew, he, he has the same story. If thou be perfect then, sell what you have and follow me. And the Bible said he went away, what? Grieved. He wasn't grieved at the commandment, but he went grieved at what he made an idol. Remember? When they knew God, they didn't glorify him as God. He said he kept all these commandments, right? And not realizing that he broke the second one. Thou shall have no idol. So his money, his fame, or his land, whatever he had, became his idol. And that's why Jesus said, well, if you be perfect, do this. So what he did, he trapped him in his own way of thinking. Why? Because he thought he was smarter than Jesus. He thought he was above Jesus. He didn't know who Jesus was. And the Bible said he went away grieved at that saying. He was sad. Why? Because when they knew God, they didn't glorify him as God. Neither were they thankful. Again, you have to position yourself to be thankful. It's not automatic. Are you following what I'm saying? <laughs> you, 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 you have to, you know, you know use your memory of, of just showing the thankfulness of God. Put this up, Casey. I'll give you another verse of Scripture before we move on. Uh, Psalm 102. Uh, I mean, uh, what is it? Psalm 103, verse 2. I think it is. Psalm 103, verse 2. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and look, what? See, you got to think. And forget not. Why? Because you will forget. When things don't look right in your life, when things are, are off and uh, things, a relationship didn't go right, a marriage didn't go right, or uh, a business didn't go right, then all of a sudden it's just like, what do I have to be thankful? All because that one deal went sour, now you just throw the baby away with the bathwater. Hmm? Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Go back, Casey. And what it says? And forget not what? All. So they're going to tell you, you have to put that in memory. To be thankful, you have to wake up every day, all during the day, being thankful where you are and what you have now. Not based on what somebody else has. Not competing about what someone else has. Not trying to look like what someone else has. Not trying to be in the same. No. Be happy in your skin. Be happy in your, well, I don't know how to say it, in your own body. Right? And be thankful. I drive by people every day on the highway that are homeless. 
Huh? They sit on the corner. Every day. People who hadn't probably had a shower or a bath or hadn't combed their hair, hadn't washed their face in I don't know how long. <clears throat> you don't have nothing to be thankful for. That could be you and I out there, Cher. Are you getting what I'm saying? All it, it takes is something that don't go your way. And you could be mad with society. Hmm? I'm telling you. I normally don't give people no money when I see them out there. But today I was riding by and I just had that prompting in my spirit. This guy, and I know the prompting. So I just circled back around and, and just gave him this money. And he had to say, you're going to use it for food? He said, oh, yes, sir, yes, sir. But, I, yeah, I lend it unto the Lord. I didn't lend it to him. I lend it to the Lord. Now, I don't make a habit of doing that. But I did do it today. Sometimes you would know. Sometimes some cases are real. Sometimes you just don't know the real from the fake. Amen. So you just follow the prompting of the Lord. Amen. And the third thing right here, again, uh, go back, Casey, go back to, uh, where were we? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, Romans one twenty one. So the third thing is what? They became vain in their what? In their imagination. See that? And that's what calls you when you're unthankful and when you, you don't glorify or magnify God as God, then your imagination becomes vain. That means you start thinking crazy things. You start looking at yourself. You know, remember when God told Israel, remember, it is I who gave you the power to get this wealth. Don't say in yourself, it was you. Vain. See, that's what happened. You, you stop looking at God. You stop thinking God. You stop magnifying God as God. You start making, looking at yourself as God. Hmm? So you become what? Vain in your imagination. And the fourth thing is, is that they become foolish. Their heart, look at that. Their foolish heart was darkened. These are four stages to unbelief. Okay? And so as we continue in this lesson, uh, and I share with you, uh, and, and this, all, this, all this leading up to, uh, uh, did, I, did I go through the rest of the verses with y'all in Romans 1? Or did I just do it online? I just did it online. Oh, my. Okay, go to the next verse, Casey. Professing themselves to be what? Wise. And they became fools. And that's the world today. And what does the Bible say in what is that uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 26, how God take the foolish thing to confound the wise? See, none of us can judge. I'm in chapter 2, really online. None of us can judge. Okay? 
And uh, notice the uh, next verse, uh, Casey. And change the glory of the incorruptible, I mean, change the glory of the uncorruptible God into the image made in a made like to corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things. You know, they start, you know, they start looking at the creation more than the creator. Uh, can you see it? Put, put the next few verses in, in the NLT uh, case. Keep going. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful thing their heart desire. How? It, he said God abandoned them. So why? Because they did what? What was the first thing that they did? Number one, they didn't glorify him. As God. That's the key you need to remember. As God. Number two, they were what? They were not thankful. Are you following what I'm saying? They didn't figure they had nothing to be thankful for. Right? Number three, their imagination became what? Vain. So their thinking was vain. Everything that they, you know, everything that's going on with them, they just, you know, it's not, it's not good. And fourth, what happened? Their heart, their foolish heart was what? Darkened. That means the eyes of their understanding. Ephesians 4, uh, 118 talk about the eyes, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Ephesians 4, 18 said that the eyes of their understanding were darkened. How does that get like that? Because you start thinking on the thing that hurt you or that put you there or whatever. My point is, is that, ladies and gentlemen, it's not that we live in a world that things won't happen. It's just that sometimes we magnify the issue higher than the God we serve. We're more focused on the crisis or the thing at the moment than we are the one who can take you through. That's what we mean by being thankful. That's what we mean by that's why you are thankful. That's why you magnify him as God. Why? Because, yep, I may have this issue right now. I may be in this, in this situation right now, but I know someone that I'm looking to. He's going to bring me through this. See, instead of you looking to the one that can bring you through, you're looking at to the place. Well, what's the use? Hmm? Is that the way they say, I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't? Huh? That's the, that's the word that people speak, Right? <clears throat> no, so God abandoned them to, to do whatever shameful thing their heart desired. And as a result, they did vile and degrading things with, with, with each other's body. Keep going, case. They traded the truth of God for a lie. If you don't need it, you need to, <clears throat> if you got your Bible or whatever, you, you need to circle that in your Bible put a yellow it out, what you highlight it, whatever. And you need to remember, they traded the truth about God for a lie. Now, this is God speaking. And what is he saying? The whole world is guilty before me. Go back to verse 18, Casey. Look at verse 18, same chapter. But God showed his anger from heaven against all sinful and wicked people who suppress the truth by their what? 
wickedness. Is it in the oh, is it in King James that said all the earth, all the world is guilty before him? Or is it verse 19? But it said God showed his anger. But the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, right? Verse 19. Who hold the truth where? In unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifest in them for God has shown it unto them. That's that intrusive knowledge. Uh, look at the next verse. Next verse, uh, Casey. For the invisible thing of him from the creation, meaning the sun, the moon, the stars. That's what he's talking about. Of the world are clearly seen. Everybody, everybody loves this time of the year. People go camping. People go hiking. People look at the creation. They lay outside at night and they look at the beauty of God's creation. They want the creation, but they don't want the one who created They don't want to glorify the one who created it. Oh, it's a beautiful night. Oh, the air is so crisp. Oh, I can breathe good now. Entertaining the creation is okay, but not giving honor to where honor is due. Hmm? Is that right? They take all their time. Everybody should have a vacation. But they take all their time. They'll take Sunday. They'll take the best days of the week or the most. And guess what? It is for them. Now, when you're on vacation, you're on vacation. But I'm just, you know, I'm just presenting this to you as, and this is what I'm saying, that righteousness that you and I have, it teaches us to deny all ungodliness and all unrighteousness. That righteousness inside of you, it teaches you. It didn't say I teach you, it said it teaches you. Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power, and Godhead. That, 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 that just simply means his eternal power and Godhead, meaning this Godhead is essential. It's essential that you understand this. It's essential that you know. It's, it's, it's putting you in the way. You cannot deny. You cannot, you cannot say you did not know. And that's why he says, so they are without Excuse. All of us. Whether you say or unsay, no one can say. That's what these verses are. When I first <laughs> started meditating on these verses about almost 10 years ago, it was like I closed the book. I couldn't read them. It was like Revelation. I couldn't read Revelation. I was too scared. <laughs> so you see, yeah, that let you know I knew something was, was not right there, but I, you know, if, if I didn't see it, I can't be held accountable. 
That was my thinking. But this right here shows you, oh, no, you don't have no excuse. Nobody. Okay, jump back down in case. Where, we, where were we? In verse 24? Go back to verse 24. He said, where God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own body between themselves. Why? Why did he give them up? Because they rather, notice what the scripture said. They did what? Next verse is it uh, who changed the truth of God into a lie. I was made, I'm born a boy, but I was supposed to be a girl. You got, you got, you got parents, grandparents, people close to these kids. They have to learn that. Somebody had to teach them that. Are you, are you hearing me? And worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Keep going, Casey. For this cause, God gave them unto what? Vile affection. See? Why? Because you stopped. When you knew God, you wouldn't glorify him. This is put in everyday terminology as a, as a male. I just feel like I'm a woman. You're feeling lied to you, honey. Right? I mean, look, this is hard enough to teach, but it has to be taught. Because guess what? There is a culture that Satan wants to raise up. He can't create nothing, so what are he going to do? He's going to take you and I, he'll take your loved ones, my loved one, and if the understanding is bent or warped, the truth is warped into, then if they open that door and look into that dark room, remember, their foolish heart became darkened? That means you open something up to, to, to engage yourself there. Then we have to stand up with a love and tell them, say, no, that's not true. That's not true. Either God is a lie or you. So which one I'm going to look at to say it's a lie? Show not not God. Something went wrong. When you speak to a person in that light, but you do it in love, not condemning, not judging, but you tell them the truth, and guess what? They don't have to change before your eyes. If they get upset, if they get angry, that lets you know, oh, that's conviction is still there. But if they get to the point, this is my life. I'm going to live it like I want to live it. And when I die, at least I can say I died. I lived my life like I want. Their vile affection, they became, they have become what the Bible called reprobated. You know what a reprobate is? That means their conscience is no more convicting them. They are no more being bothered by what they do. They're gone. 
I only know of one person that ever happened that ever happened to. That don't happen to many people. But it can happen. Are you getting this? So if they get angry if you tell them the truth, they let you know, oh, it's still hope for him. Still hope for her. Why do you think they will stay they would distance themselves from, from people like you and I? They don't want the truth. Well, that's anybody who don't want the truth. They're going to do what? Run. Hide. Right? But this subject right here, notice this. For even their women did change their natural youth into that which is what? Against nature. In other words, God didn't create you that way. Next verse. And likewise also the men leaving the natural youth of the woman, burn in their lust one toward another. Why? How could that happen? Anybody? I gave you the answer in verse 21. Because what? Number one, they didn't glorify God or magnify God as God. Number two, they did what? They became what? Unthankful. Hmm? They stopped remembering. They stopped honoring God. They stopped giving thanks, thanksgiving to God. Number three, their heart became what? Their, their imagination, they became vain in their imagination. In order for you to become vain in your imagination, that means you have to have put something before your eye. You have to be around something that got you going in the direction where you are. It ain't going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen like saying. Is that right? Y'all quiet on me. So notice this. <clears throat> so it said, likewise also men, leaving the natural youth of woman, burn in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was met. Keep going. And even as they did not like to retain God in their what? See? That's the reason why they, people like that, they'll move far away. They'll stay a distance away from you. They'll stay to themselves. They don't want to hear you. Hmm? Why? Because that's, when you're under a demonic oppression, that's what the devil does. Because that person put themselves there. I see it every day. I see it every day. I, you know, I'm in an atmosphere where I see it. But I act no different between, before them. Not my job. If they're going to change and knowing that they're not going to look to the word of God, then they have to look upon me, you, and others. That you still love them, you still appreciate them. Why? Because they're still a human being. It may be perversion. It may be have to pervert. Yep. But guess what? 
before you go around pointing a finger, and I know me teaching this, and I'm going to sound like I'm sounding, making this sound contradictory, but at the same time, no, I'm not. It's just that before you point fingers and you start judging somebody, just think about where you were. For an example, <clears throat> Romans chapter 3, verse 23. And we'll come back to this. We'll probably end the lesson with that. But notice this, Romans 3.23 says what? Let's everybody read that together. Ready? Read. For all have sinned and come what? what? What's the first thing you see? What's the first word you see up there? All. For all I mean, the second word, <laughs> for all. For how many? Mm-hmm. For all have what? Sin. So that means we all have come what? Fallen short what? Of the glory of God. So before you get out there and start judging and pointing fingers, you better thank God. You better, you better thank God for his mercy and his grace that that's not you. Uh, I'm trying to tell you God made male and female, but all of us got, what do you call uh you got some female, I got some female stuff in me, just like I got male stuff. You can, women got some male things in them. I don't know the right term to use it. Why? Hormones, yeah. But there's a balance. Are you following what I'm saying? And the devil can give you an idea too, thinking that, you know, that man sure look good. I know you can, you know, but I'm just trying to tell you, look, this stuff is real. You don't have to have done nothing wrong. You don't have to have lived any. It's just that we live in a perverted world, and that's the reason why you and I are awakened to the righteousness of God of whose we are, and you have the ability to cast that thought down. Hmm? Yeah, because the enemy is trying to see which thought you're going to take. They said there's, somebody said there's what? Um, Thousands of thoughts that enters to your mind a day. Can you imagine that? But not every thought lands. So he just keeps sending thoughts until one to see which one you're going to take. And then he baits you with your own he hook you with your own bait. That's the reason why the scriptures say a man, a woman, look, let's, let's put this up, Casey. Ah, shukarande. <laughs> Glory to God. Um, James 1, 13. See, you're drawn away by your own lust when you entice and bait it. It's not no one doing it. Notice this. Oh. Notice it, it said, let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempt he any man. Next verse. But every man is tempted how? How? When he's what? He's drawn away of what? His own loss. 
He's drawn away because why? His, 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 his thinking is there. His desire is there. His want is there. And enticed. What does the word entice mean? Hmm? Huh? To sway. Bait it. Hmm? You can't be enticed, sway, or bait it on something that you don't think on. Hmm? You change the way you think, you change the way you believe. Vile thoughts come to every one of us. If you're a human being, you will have some crazy thought. That don't mean something wrong with you. That just simply means you are, you're in your humanity, it's not perfect. But because I have this perfect, this perfect life of Christ ruling and reigning in me, and he's given me this authority that I can use his name as the righteousness of God, and I can rebuke that thought. Because he paid the price for that thought to be under my feet. You have to see yourself like that, ladies and gentlemen. Every day, in every crisis, in every circumstance. You have to walk with that kind of attitude. And the next time a thought come to you, the devil on you, wait a minute, you a lie? Sometimes I get loud, I forget where I'm at. <laughs> but you, you, you a lie? I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. See, that righteousness give me that confidence and to know that that thought has fled from me in terror. Why? Because he recognized, he know what he's talking about. He know Jesus, what Jesus did for him. He's scared of that name. Hmm? He's not scared of my name, but he's scared of that name, Jesus. Why do you think they try to keep that name out of everything that's worth anything? Let it have a moment of silence. That's hogwash. Ain't no solid going to get you nowhere. No. We're going to pray this thing out in the name of Jesus. Now you're going to have some folks upset. That's them demons inside of them. All right? And then verse 15, uh, uh, God, if it's Zach, uh, Casey, it said, then when lust has conceived, you see that? That conception means they use their imagination, brother Joy. That's what they've been thinking on. You can't conceive what you don't think on. It brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, it'll bring forth death. Now, everybody know what you were thinking on. Everybody know how you were living. Everybody know you was in the boot in the corner in the back of the dog. Because you didn't let it go. Amen? All right. Let's close with this. Go back, Casey, to uh, Romans one twenty-five. It said, they changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator 
who is blessed forever. Amen. Keep going. Next verse. And likewise also men leaving the natural youth of the woman and burning their lust one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly, receiving themselves the rec that recompense of their error which was met. Next verse. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to what? A reprobate mind to what? To do those things which are not convenient. That means they got no shame about what they're doing. They're not hiding no more. This is just. Are you getting it? What's the word reprobate? Put, can, what's the amplifier, uh, classic amplifier say about that? That verse right there, reprobate. What's a reprobate mind? And so since they did not see fit to acknowledge God or approve of him or consider him worth the knowledge, the knowing, God gave them over to a base and condemned mind to do things not proper or dissent. But lost them. In other words, they just had no more conviction of God. Next verse, Casey. And until they were filled, what is that? Preeminent and saturated with every kind of unrighteousness, iniquity, grasping, and coveted greed and malice. They were full of envy, jealousy, murder, strife, deceit, trickery, ill will, cruel ways. They were secret backbiters and gossipers. Slanders, hateful to and hating God. Isn't that something? Hating parents, you know, insolent. You know, I've never seen so many kids just, just cuss their parents out. Hmm? Boy, if I opened my mouth one time just to say one cuss word before, before it ever got out, I have no more teeth. <laughs> Be dead, 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 dead. Dead. You ain't going to wake up next week unless you, unless you knew somebody that could resurrect you. You dead, 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 boy, you dead. <laughs> Look at that boastful, invented a new form of evil, disobedient and un-what? Doofful. To parents, just just disrespectful. Let's read the last two couple of verses, Casey. And they were without understanding, huh? consciousness, faithless, heartless, loveless, and mercy. See, this is what happens when you have a reprobate mind. Aren't you glad you saved? Aren't you glad that you recognize that man? That could be me. That could be me. Not knowing God? That's a serious issue right there. That's a serious crime right there. And that's why people who are in this position, you know, they're consciousness. They're faithless. They're heartless. I mean, you see them on the side of the road. You just see them, you know, with no life. I mean, look. That's why when you get a prompting in your heart to stop, to talk with them, or to say something, you, you need to do that. People are truly, 
They, yeah, they may have put themselves in that position, but guess what? Somewhere in them, they're crying out because on every one of them little cards they have, God bless you. Now, I don't know if they're using it as a joke, but guess what? God bless you. They need to hear a word. I can't tell you how to speak it. I can't tell you what to say. But if God prompts you in your spirit, that means he's reaching out to them. Why? Because somebody's prayer is on that individual. And you could be the answer to their prayer. Now, when you can see from this perspective, now this is what I want you to see. I don't want you to see Jesus on the cross. I want you to see you was on that cross. He was your substitute. But it was you who was on that cross. And when he was raised, you got to see you was raised from this consciousless, faithless, heartless, loveless, and merciless life here. And knowing that you have answered the call and you have a love for humanity and say, Lord, show me. Show me how to reach him. Show me how to talk to him. Why? Because you know that could have been you. Hmm? Just think about how we got all got saved. You didn't wake up one day and just say, I'm going to get saved. One more verse. Oh, I think it is Casey. Though they are fully aware of God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve to die, they do not only do them themselves, but approve and applaud others who practice them. Can you see it? I think that's the last verse, right? Yeah. Now we catch you up in chapter 2. Sunday. Did you learn anything tonight? Tough one.